It is day three, Thursday of Integrated Systems Europe 2020 here in Amsterdam, and my name is Adam Forziati, and I am the uh, senior web editor here at Commercial Integrator, and today I'm joined by the uh, the one, the only, Arlen Schweiger. Uh, if you subscribe at all or ever look at our sister website focused on the residential side of the AV market, uh, CE Pro, then you'll definitely recognize his name. Arlen, it's been a while since you've uh, come to Integrated Systems Europe, hasn't it? It has. Thanks, Adam. Uh, so just a bit of background. Right now, I'm executive editor of CE Pro, um, our residential technology-focused publication for integrators. Uh, I've been here at ISE one other time. It was back in 2012. It was only a three-day show at the time, uh, so a little bit smaller back then. I think from what I've seen of the statistics, I want to say it's about doubled since I came here last time. Uh, you know, it being a residential and commercial focused show, uh, it was good for me to see some of this stuff again because I've worked for many years as managing editor on Commercial Integrator, aside from being managing editor at the time of CE Pro. So I've got a bit of experience going to Infocoms over the years. So even though I haven't been to ISE, I've certainly seen many commercial products, including uh, going to Infocom last year. So you have you have street cred, let's say. Yeah, I have street cred, especially on the trade show scene. And, you know, <laughs> a lot of a lot of products that uh, that I I have seen over these first few days are you know European introductions of products that we saw at. Infocom last year or Cedia Expo last year in the case of some of these residential guys. So it's nice to see them making their way over to the European market. Absolutely. Uh, so I just wanted to dive right in really to uh, some of the things that we've been noticing on the floor here. Now, obviously these are pretty, um, these are going to be general observations, right? I mean, uh, the, the show is still going on. Uh, we are recording this, like I said, on Thursday uh, late afternoon, but there's still a whole other day One day tomorrow. left. One day left. And uh, there's uh, two fewer hours to tomorrow's show, but I'll be here again with uh, another full day of wall-to-wall -wall appointments. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm the lucky one. I think I'm skipping out. My legs are... Uh, are shot so yeah. I'm, I'm very impressed with your uh, mine are your about wherewithal. mine are about to be shot pretty much jello by the end of the <laughs> third day and walking around Amsterdam as well so uh, okay let's jump right in then to some of the things we've noticed um, something that I've been thinking a lot about over the past year and it's sort of you know kismet that this is happening in such full force here at the show the idea of open standards right uh, you know the idea that Interoper interoperability should uh, be a, a main priority among manufacturers is uh, quite prevalent here. Um, I, I want to say at least, you know, if I'm just throwing a number out here, 40 to 60 somewhere in that realm percentage-wise of the companies that I think I've spoken to have used that as some kind of buzzword. Um, That's got to be huge. I mean, one of the things you went to was, did you see the SDVOE yeah. shootout? Which I, I saw pretty much what I... Um, had assumed to be a, a very similar presentation at Infocom. It looked right. like they took almost exactly what they were doing there to bring over to Europe. And that was, interoperability was the bottom line of that. That mm -hmm. was basically what they were showing with AV over IP, which seems to be the key thing about it is, hey, you can bring in anyone's systems, put them on the network switch. If they're part of the SDVOE alliance, it's all going to work flawlessly. Right. Uh, well, I mean, so you mentioned SDVOE. I mean, meanwhile, you know, even companies that aren't part of that uh, that alliance are are touting interoperability mm -hmm. with other uh, systems, and I'll get to that in a second. But I, I 
do want to mention that you know HDBase-T and SDVoE, they're still kind of jockeying for position in the industry, uh, and and obviously we're not taking any position as to which one should be in any given integrator solution because there are certain you know situations I'm sure where both apply pretty uh, pretty equally uh, in terms of effectiveness. But SDVoE focused on education, like you said, uh, this year they have 51 adopters as of this week, so that's you know a rapid gain in adopters sure. since Infocom. Uh, and HD Base T also focused on education with some multiple talks at their booth. They brought in a lot of industry experts. Um, but no, back to this idea of interoperability. You know, um, companies they always always want you to buy them, of course, and and they always want to make the money and make that sale. And they introduce whole ecosystems worth of products in the hopes that integrators will choose to you know adopt the whole ecosystem in their next project. But right. obviously, that doesn't happen very often. Uh, so, I'm noticing a lot more companies starting to embrace the idea that a customer, you know, can't and, you know, more importantly, shouldn't necessarily always buy all of the same company's ecosystem. Uh, but so, rather, there's this increase in the overall products interoperability with uh, other other similar companies, um, in the hopes that hey, you'll you'll choose that company for its ecosystem and because it has XYZ strength. But if the client in question already has, you know, a differing company's, uh, you know, switcher or whatever, uh, right. that's you okay. You can certainly bring that into the mix. Yeah. Sure. And so that kind of self-awareness, I think, is a strength for the industry. I think it's uh, a sign of a healthier industry and healthy competition. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, I saw really great examples of this coming from Biamp and Nareva, uh, Aurora Multimedia. I mean. Their company's, uh, their CEO, Paul Harris, has long time been a, a, a proponent of interoperability and open standards. Uh, at Lona, the list goes on and on. Um, something a bit more conceptual from me, I wanted to run this by you and see what you thought of it. Um, this idea that integration companies need to rebrand. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen a lot of that in the resi side of things. I don't Because obviously residential uh, systems integrators right. don't always have that problem. I mean... People are always going to want to have their home theater well, if they're in that market Here's already. what we'll say on, on the residential side is that, you know, for years and years when I started to get into the industry, you know, it was built on home theater. It was built on multi-zone distributed audio and video, you know, working with production builders to get those things in the house. Um, you know, high-end automation systems at the time. But a lot of these companies have built themselves as... AV companies over the years, right. and I think you're probably seeing some of the similar stuff on the commercial side, but on AV, at least in terms of the home, a lot of these guys can't necessarily lead with AV anymore, mm-hmm. so it almost does them a disservice if that's what they're shoehorning their name into. So I think some of them, you know, over the years might be dropping the name AV. You know, they, they still might want it for home theater, but for a lot of these guys, you know, they're leading with lighting control. They're leading with networking because that's huge these days. You know, they're leading with automation. So I'm not necessarily quite seeing the rebranding, but I think from what they're doing, it's very different and they kind of need to be cognizant of it because if they're just going to get someone to, you know, Google the local company to install a smart home these days, they might see that, oh, someone does AV and they might pass over them right. if they're looking at smart home. So they need to think about that. And that's a tricky question if you're in the position of being you know, the leader of a systems integration company and you're just like, okay, well, do I shoehorn myself? You sure. know, do I say right. I do you know, 
video conferencing systems. Well, most of these integration firms, they can do more than just that one thing. So how do you build yourself? Right. It's hard. They're you all know, multi-talented. Really. And, and so nowhere was this idea of the need to think carefully about your branding as a, as a company uh, more present than at the AVI SBL booth. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know ABI SBL, they're the largest integrator and one of the two firms which uh, became the first billion-dollar uh, integration companies in the last you know week or two. Um, so, yeah, they had the big merger with Whitlock that you can right. read all about on commercialintegrator.com. They did. They did. I'm sorry. Two, I just basically, had to bring the up. two largest integration companies in commercial AV, essentially together. I have had a really long day. I just lost my train of thought. Thanks for picking me That's up. Okay. Uh, so yeah, um, AVISBL. The folks there were telling me about uh, how they've started to focus more on you know how they're positioning themselves themselves to new customers. Uh, this firm is particularly well known for collaboration solutions, and you know that's what they used to call themselves. They they were a collaboration company, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, but now they're distancing themselves from that term. They're gonna go in for. Uh, you know, things like digital workplace services. Right. That's something that they were kind of starting to brand themselves as. Workplace technology, instead of that UC collaboration thing that, you know, only right. integrators knew about. Right, So exactly. That's something that, if you say digital workplace these days, or digital tra transformation, I think you have enough awareness that, you know, for lack of a better analogy, on the residential side, you know, we've been calling it home automation for years and home controls for years. Well, guess what? You know, when people go and Google companies, they Google smart home. They don't Google home automation. They have no idea what that phrase means. So I think on the commercial side, you're almost seeing a similar effect of that where, like you said, unified communications and collaborations, for one thing, that's a mouthful. Yeah. And for one thing, another thing, if you're going to shorten it to UCC, no one's going to know what you're talking about unless the integrator might know what you're talking about, but the end user, who knows? But when you say digital workplace these days, that's probably a buzzworthy term that people are searching more for when they're you know, on the Google space. On the Google space, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and I just thought that you know, if AVISBL, one of the two current you know, largest integrators out there right now is saying, this is a big concern for us. We've really put a lot of energy and, and thought into how we're branding ourselves. And I think any integration firm, large, small, medium, should at least consider that that point a little bit. So anything else that really caught Absolutely. your eye on, uh, on the floor, Arlen? Well, so I did obviously a mix of residential and commercial companies. Uh, one thing I wound up doing was I, I saw a lot of the home control companies, these smart home companies. Yeah. Uh, and you know, between the lot of them, they had some interesting things going on. You had companies like Crestron and Control Four that were really bolstering their their relatively new uh, operating systems. You know, you had OS three from Crestron uh, from Control Four. You had Crestron Home from Crestron, and really those things have just come out within the last year. And so both of those huge companies are really looking to expand the functionality of those. And so between them, uh, you saw some, some different things coming out of them. And from Control 4, you also had the whole being purchased and merged with Snap AV last year. Right, that was so big. one of their points was, you know what? Not only do we have our own operating system that you can find all this new functionality with, but 
we have a whole new suite of products that we can deliver to you now because Snap AV has so many brands. So you were seeing things like episode speakers in the Control 4 booth where they're showing now we have speaker lines. We have, uh, there's another company called Strong from Snap AV that does uh, racks. And so you had solutions like that. And so we were really kind of seeing a just bolstering of these things. Um, another thing from the control companies that kind of falls in line with what other companies have been doing lately is just remote management and monitoring on the residential side has just become huge in the last couple of years. So you need to have, you know, basically all of your products and solutions that are connected and on the network for the integrators to have a dashboard insights into those so they can see anything that's going on with their home's solutions and they can be proactive whether they're seeing getting notifications about um, things that went offline things that need rebooting um, but we're seeing more and more of this you know a lot of companies have already been doing it <coughs> i went to um, rti and they were talking about their rti q intelligent monitoring system Elon from Nortec was talking about its new cloud management system that lets you do this. Crestron was talking about its partnership with Domotes <coughs> that has been doing this for a while now. So these things are really giving them insights into their uh, integrator solutions right. so they can be really proactive with them, potentially earn recovering revenue. And you know, after seeing these kind of things at CD Expo, I was just seeing more of it on the, on the show floor here.